Hey, I'm Camille Joy, the host and creator of the Moments of Joy podcast, the place that will leave you surely feeling motivated, inspired, and encouraged. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. episode of the Moments of Joy podcast has been brought to you by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose the perfect opportunity that's right for your show. That's a big thing for us. You never have to hand over any parts of your show. Um, They support you right up front and they protect the work that you do for them and cover you when you work with different brands. The Marketplace um, mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control when we are monetizing our show. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. I have a very special guest with us today, Mariah Carlton, all the way from New Haven, Connecticut. Welcome to the show, Mariah. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. You're welcome. Now, Mariah is a dear little sister of mine, but she's a little sister of mine with um, a lot of knowledge and a special um, degree <laughs> that, <laughs> that was very um, needed for the show today. And she has a lot of expertise that I wanted her to come on and share with the listeners. And so, Mariah, um, I think that over the past few months, I had really been talking to friends and seeing a lot about therapy on TV. And I wanted to just talk to you and kind of um, get rid of some of the myths about therapy in hopes to help people go to therapy. Yes, of course. There's so many myths and misconceptions about therapy, especially in the Black community, that it prevents people from seeking out the help that they need or the guidance that they can get help them to better their mental health and better their overall lives. So this is a good time opportunity to have that discussion. Yes, thank you so much. And um, it really was prompted by me watching this episode of, I don't even know what it was, but it was a show on OWN. And it was African-American women and they were discussing therapy. And, you know, a lot of people were really going through hard things. And for an example, there was a woman who had lost um, one son to drowning at 17 years old. And then mm-hmm. um, the next year she lost her next son, um, her last son to a gunshot. And, you know, she was, a, she was a pastor in a church and she was saying, you know, prayer is not working. Um, you know, I'm drowning and I need help and I don't know what to do. But she hadn't gotten therapy. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, they were talking to her about the benefits of therapy and, you know, her fear was that she didn't want to get on medicine. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot within our community. And I think also within the Christian community as well. 
um so so let's just get started with you how did you um get the desire or you know want to study what you studied in order to become a therapist yeah, so when I was growing up, I knew that I always wanted to work with children, wanted to be in a position where I can help others, but I just didn't really know where to go or what to do. And I really feel like God placed people in my life to help guide me. So I was working at Boys and Girls Club, and my mentor at the time was like, you should apply um, to Southern and do their clinical mental health counseling. And I was like, okay, like I have nothing to lose. I don't know what I'm doing or where my life is going. I applied. It was the only grad school I applied to and I got in. And through that, I learned the ins and outs of therapy. I learned more about children because the kids that we're working with, you know, they're given the title of being a bad kid or the label of like they're misbehavioral. They have issues, but no one really understands what's really happening with them. And through clinical mental health, I was able to understand a lot of children have trouble expressing their emotions or they're feeling their emotions to a higher degree. Like they're, they may be depressed, they may be anxious, and because they don't have that language to explain it, they just act out. That's the only way that they know how to express what they're feeling. Like I don't have the language, I don't have the words, so I'm going to use my behavior to express a call for help or I need assistance or I need people to help me to understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And ever since I um, went to Southern and graduated with my master's, I've been thrown into therapy and I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. It kind of comes easy to me. I love to listen to people to help them better to encourage them and help them identify kind of what's going on and what are the next steps yeah that's really good um as you were talking I'm just like you know as the host on this podcast I normally interview people on their lives and before the age of 12 the the women that have been on the show have went through tremendous amounts of trauma Mm -hmm. and so I guess generally that's when people go through the most in their childhood. Um, And a lot of them never told people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy because in our community, we have normalized trauma. Like Mm -hmm. for some of us um, who've grown up, you know, in the projects or who have grown up in tough areas, Certain things don't surprise us anymore. Like um, in 2015, I lost my grandfather to a, a gun shootout outside my house. You know, these kids yeah. were arguing, acting out, pulled out guns, started to shoot each other. A bullet, a stray bullet came through the house and struck my grandfather and he passed away. Mm. And when I told my boss about it, I was like, yeah, I have to go to a funeral for my grandfather. I told her what happened. And she was like, it's such a traumatic thing to go through. And I was like, uh, you know, like it happens, it's like an everyday thing, but we've normalized trauma in such a way that we don't see it as trauma. We see it as everyday things that occur. Right. Wow. That's yeah. so true. Absolutely true. And it is trauma. 
Um, so after back to that show that I was watching, after that show, I was like, you know what? I might need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and not because I'm depressed or, you know, I might be going through so much at the moment, but I have been through um an uh, a huge amount of trauma and things and I and I dabbled in it a little bit. Um you know, I'll share, I, I was going through a custody battle. I talk about that all the time in the podcast, but that was the hardest thing for me. And while I was going through it, I was going to therapy and I was just like, you know, um, this is not helping me. I think I just had a bad counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, you just need the right one. So can you talk to us just about the truth about counseling? What what does it help us with? Children, adults, all of us. Yeah, so therapy is a tool that helps people either solve problems, achieve goals, improve the way that they communicate their feelings to other people. Um, it helps them to process their trauma, helps us to keep our stress levels low. It helps us to really adjust to what's happened in our lives and help us to move forward without getting stuck in negative emotions a lot of times when people have a counselor that don't connect with drop out of therapy so they're with someone and they're trying to build that relationship there's no connection and they're like this isn't going anywhere this was a waste of time i'm done with therapy and it takes a while to build that connection or to find the perfect fit for you that's out there Absolutely. And see, you didn't say anything about, you know, being depressed and um, being suicidal. Like those are things, yes, that you need therapy for. But I think in our culture, that's, you know, like the only reason that people be like, hey, you need to go to counseling or like maybe to save your marriage and get marital Mm -hmm. counseling. But everything you described is so normal, you know, just normal things in life that you need to you need help getting through or walking through mm-hmm. and I think that's the biggest myth that does exist in our culture is that you know you only go to therapy if you're extremely depressed if you're feeling suicidal if you have lost a loved one but sometimes people need therapy to adjust to going through a stressful job to losing a friendship losing a relationship to moving to a new place like therapy is there to help you not stay stuck in the moment and not stay stuck with those negative thoughts and help you to process what are the next steps that I need to move my life along. It's not always for the big and traumatic events that it can be for the small things that happen. Wow, that's really big. I think um, growing up, my mom, she's always been the kind of person that is very much an encourager of going to the doctors. She, (laughs) if you get a cough, she's like, you need to go to the doctors. (laughs) If you get a paper cut, she's like, you need to go to the doctors. She's like, go to the doctors, people. So she has gone to therapy numerous times in my um, childhood. I've seen her go and she always, you know, if she just needs someone to help her talk through, she'll be like, you know what? I have the name of a, um, a therapist. And she really connected with the, the woman. She had an African-American therapist who was a Delta, Delta um, Sigma <laughs> Theta. And so mm-hmm. she, I always remembered that. <laughs> and so um, it was a very professional woman, but it was a black woman that understood um, you know, being a black woman and the things that they go through. So 
I, you know, everything that you described, I'm like, wow, that's every walk of life. Like, yeah. how, how, how much do we suffer alone and go through alone without the help of a professional to to guide our emotions? Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes our our thoughts and our emotions are based on just negative things that have been poured into us by, um, you know, parents, sisters, brothers. People have wrong thinking. Yeah, the therapy and- can really help. Yeah. And the part of therapy that's challenging is that when you're with your therapist, sometimes you have to challenge those negative thoughts that you have grown up with all your lives. And you can become defensive of of those thoughts and try to hold on to them when you know they're really toxic. They're really not going to help you to prosper and grow. You have to get rid of them and examine them and get to the point where you're like, where did I get from why do I believe this thing about me where is this coming from where was it birthed where was you know the seed planted and when when you reach that point in therapy it can become very challenging because you have to be vulnerable and open with your therapist and it can be very hard at that point but it's worth it at the end of the day yeah how does um the therapy differ for children for those who might be interested in sending their children to therapy what kind of things do you guys do yeah so um with the children a lot of times i do play therapy so it can be us either coloring and i'll have them to draw out a picture of what they're feeling or um what they want to express to their parents or we'll, we'll use balls and do like role plays it's really meeting the kids where they are um, at their age level and then at their mentality level and helping them to express whatever emotion they're trying to express or to verbalize to their parents kind of what they need and then i'll sit down with the parent and coach the parent on what they can do with their child to help them to express their emotions and to identify their emotions because you know, we're not meant to be in therapy for a long time. Some people just need brief therapy interventions. And so mm-hmm. we teach the parents the tools so that they can go off with their child and no, no longer be in therapy, but still have the tools needed for them to coach them through, you know, working through their emotions and expressing them at home. Yeah, that's really good. That is really, really good. Like, wow, we as a people, we just, we just think so, and I don't even know where the thought came from that therapy um, is for crazy people. And, you know, like, no, I'm not going crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe television, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, when you have lack of knowledge about something, when, when you just see it on TV, I think that's where you get <laughs> the knowledge yeah. about it from, and it could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's known as a, a it's, big, it's called a, a stigma, and it's um a mark of disgrace associated with something. So with mental health, it's almost like this look and this feeling of disapproval from our society. Like we look down at people who go to see therapists. Like we say, that's only for white people, or like you're going to right. the crazy doctor, you're taking your crazy meds, and that mm-hmm. discourages everyone from going to therapy. They don't want people to talk about them behind their backs. And it's like, no, I'm perfectly fine. I'm getting the help that I need. You can either Mm -hmm. join me or I don't know. Absolutely. Wow. And um, do you have any statistics about African-American mental health? Yes, I do. I'll share that with you. Okay. Within the African-American society, one in three African-Americans who need mental health care receives it. Yeah, that's good. 
a big delay in that is due to the stigma, but it's also due to African Americans not having the proper health care. Like we don't really get the health insurance that we need or we were above the poverty line. So we don't get access that we need to get the proper mental health services. And only yeah. only thirty percent of African American adults with a mental illness receive treatment each year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That means only 30% of them really even know that they have mental health issues. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's horrible. I know. Wow. And you think about how many children like have been abused and have, you know, sexually abused or in anything along the lines of that. And it, and it could be contributed to the fact that their parent may have had mental illness issues. Mm-hmm. And, and what you said was about health insurance was actually a good point. That was a great point. And that's a lot why we don't get the help that we need. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, if you think about state insurance, there are very poor doctors that are connected to that sometimes. Yeah. And in, in 2017 alone, only 11% of African Americans didn't have health insurance. They had no, no form of it. So instead of seeking the help that they need, they decided to self-medicate. They drink, they use drugs, they whatever they can get to help themselves feel better because there's no health insurance for them. Oh my goodness. Wow. And you know, I, I was really, I was last night before I went to bed, I thought about that and how, um, you know, especially younger people coming up, I think adolescent ages and young adults, um, there's a lot going on now. So people are using other means. I saw somebody um, on my Facebook feed um, advertising tarot card readings. And I was like, wow, this is what's happening. But she wasn't the first, she was like the third person. So, you know, people are turning to tarot card reading and saging their house and Mm -hmm. all these things that are demonic to, to fill a void that, um, is there and can be healed by therapy. Mm -hmm. And Jesus. <laughs> yes, Jesus for sure. <laughs> and it's so sad because it's so easily accessible to the kids. Like they can just walk into a tarot card reading place or look up, yeah. get up on their phone. And instead mm-hmm. of going to see someone or going for prayer, they're like, all right, I'm just going to go to this person and have them tell me my future when it's like 10 yeah. the money feeds. And it's upsetting. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think there's not enough people to say, um, honey, no, you know, this is <laughs> demonic and it will open the door um, mm-hmm. to a dem- demonic realm that you don't want open. I think there's not enough people sounding the alarm against it because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we hide as Christians and we don't want to be the controversial one to come out and say something. But I remember um, being like 11 years old and, um, I grew up in the late Bishop Moe's church. And I remember him telling a story when he was preaching about a woman who, whose house he had to go to and basically perform deliverance on her and in her home, because just from a small seed that started with her going to see a psychic and get tarot card readings. And then the next thing, you know, she was being tormented in her home was, you know, flooded with demons. So 
uh, that scared the life out of me enough to never <laughs> <laughs> to never get one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think we should sound the alarm and and you know promote healthy ways of just talking through what you're going through. Yeah, and I've been looking into books and doing more research on like the spiritual side of like mental health problems because there are counselors and there are also Christian counselors and it's like you're dealing with mental health illness but you can also at times be dealing with the spirit behind it and really trying to navigate you know I'm a Christian and I'm a therapist how can I marry the two and really help you know people find their way towards healing and you know go to God and really be delivered from what they're going through mm-hmm. yeah so. that's awesome that is an awesome ministry and an awesome gift to have. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think, you know, you're a young woman and, um, you know, you, you're proving that ministry doesn't have to look conventional, meaning, you know, you don't have to be um, a pastor that is calling demons out. You could work in your field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get people set free and delivered yeah yeah so it doesn't have to look uh the way that we think it should mm-hmm. wow any more um statistics for us yeah let me get that for you also when it comes to um mental health and therapy a lot of times people will go to their doctor instead of going to a therapist because, you know, their symptoms will show up in their body. So if they're feeling depressed or if they're feeling anxious, they'll say, you know, like, I'm tired, I don't have an appetite, or like, my, my stomach is starting to hurt, or, you know, I'm feeling sick. But a lot of times it's them either being anxious or feeling depressed. And because it's easier to go to a doctor, mm-hmm. but they don't have that language or that knowledge, the doctor a lot of times um them to go to see a mental health therapist to help them yes wow they have that that's, connection mm-hmm. and I think that's that's when um, a lot of medicine could come in because your doctor's not that kind of professional mm-hmm. so he only knows how to you know help you with your symptoms yeah yeah wow mm-hmm. that's that's amazing um, and I'm glad that people are encouraged today to see a therapist. Yes. <laughs> um, what advice today do you have for people that are suffering in silence and not going to the therapist or, you know, I, I have a question. What? Mm-hmm. Before we get there, what is the difference between therapy or a therapist, a counselor, psychologist, and and psychiatrist? Are they all the same thing? No. So, so a psychiatrist, they see clients and they're able to prescribe medication. Okay. I'm a therapist and I cannot prescribe medication. I have to refer my clients out. Okay. Mhm. So and it's just that simple difference. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, a lot I of times knew. people confuse the two. Mhm. And they they're looking for a psychiatrist but they go to a psychotherapist. 
therapist and then we have to explain to them that we're not the same Mm -hmm. yeah which is good so if you're someone who's like you know what I don't want to be on any medicine I don't want my doctor to talk to me about anything I just need to you know I just need to talk to someone then you can just see a therapist Mm -hmm. make sure you don't go see a psychologist Wow. Okay. So what advice do you have to anyone, you know, who may have children that needs counseling and they aren't bringing them or they themselves have been going through, um, you know, not even just anxiety and depression, but just going through trauma or, you know, hard situations and may need someone to talk to. My advice would be to just try it out just bring your kid or bring yourself go to a therapist and have that initial conversation and see you know if you're curious just call and see in what ways can you help me you know and then if you feel like therapy is for you or if you're suffering with depression or feeling anxious or if you're struggling with your negative thoughts or you're struggling with thoughts of wanting to hurt yourself then really reach out to a therapist and when you meet with them, be honest and be open to them and let them know what is going on, what you're struggling with. And they'll help you find the coping skills that you may need to get through your negative thoughts, to diminish those negative thoughts, to help you to find, you know, that hope and that super lining that does exist. Or if you're having trouble with your kid, you can meet with a therapist and they will help you establish a behavioral plan with them help their behaviors change for the better and improve for the better you don't have to suffer alone you don't have to suffer in silence it is okay and acceptable to work on your mental health and to better your mental health and you should just go for it and try it out yeah amen that's great (laughs) and i may go too (laughs) (laughs) yes because i'm you know i'm in a new town and it doesn't help to just go try it out. And, you know, I can't be, it's encouraging everyone else to go. And then I'm afraid to go myself. Um, (laughs) Right. And just drop the stigma and um, see, see what it's like. And I don't think maybe it's any different than talking to you now. Right. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, okay. So for example, my therapy was connected to trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the woman who I went to, um, I think that the place I went to was more of like one of those um, big places where you could kind of feel like, um, you know, you're just another number versus yeah. a private practice. Mm-hmm. So I think those things are also um, things to consider when thinking about therapy. Yeah, oh. finding right site for you, finding the right person, the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, some people do love private practice because it's more intimate. And if it's mm-hmm. someone who's really just starting their private practice up, they'll, they'll have like a few clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other places where it does seem like there's a lot of people and a lot of clients, you may not feel like they care or they're being really empathetic towards you. Right. And so you can feel like, all right, I'm just, you know, another one in the number. What's the point of me coming? Mm-hmm. I really yeah, do research on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes we can just get a referral to a place, but some places, um, like they're just a requirement for people who may have gone through different things or, um, you know, 
you know, uh, as a part of con- different conditions, you need to go see therapy, and so you can get lost. But mm-hmm. um, are are you into private practice? I'm starting a private practice. Yay! <laughs> yes. Um, so it's going. It's called Align Therapy Studios. And it's a mixture of mental health therapy and massage therapy. So Tyrone Smith, he's going to be, he's a licensed massage therapist. And so he sees clients and he does a lot of tissue massages. He also educates clients on the proper way to stretch. And, you know, if you have a knot, kind of how to get that knot out. Because a lot of times when our muscles become tight and tense, we can um, further the damage if we're not really taking care of our body and you know, our proper fluids and really getting those knots and stuff out of our body. Mm-hmm. And other side of it is the mental health side. So I will be seeing clients of various various ages and doing therapy with them. And we will be launching in 2020. Mm. Yay. Yeah. Some huge <laughs> things are happening in 2020. I keep saying it, but I really feel it. If you push through and do what God is calling you to do, it's going to be like a burst of Everything is just going to pour down, but it depends on you pushing through. And so you go, girl. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you you so much for joining us today and giving us that little bit of education. And my prayer is that somebody is encouraged to go to therapy that needs it. Yes. Thank you, because you showed us today that needing it doesn't have to look a certain way. And it doesn't have to look like you're depressed. Well, thank you for joining us on the Moments of Joy podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye.